Hi, Michaela. Hello, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Fabulous. Well, I'm so excited to have you here. We're going to be having a great conversation about an introduction to budgeting using our very new budget planner launch, the Erin Condren and Clever Girl Finance <laughs> Budget Planner. And we're going to talk about just our experiences with budgeting and how someone who's brand new to budgeting can basically do it well uh, and do it in a way that benefits them. Before we dive in, I'd love for you to tell everyone who's listening and watching who you are and what you do. Yes. Thank you so much, Bola. So I am Michaela Vardalakis. I am a product manager on our product development team at Erin Condren. And for those of you who might not be familiar with our brand, we are a lifestyle brand and we make really fun and functional organization items for your home, for your office, for school. And we're best known for our paper planners and our notebooks. They have really high quality paper. So that's what we're best known for. I love that. And I'm so excited about this partnership. I'm a huge fan of the company and the brand and just, you know, the quality of the products that you guys create. But I want us to dive in, just dive straight into the yeah. topic. And I'd love for you to share what some of the common misconceptions or myths about budgeting that you have personally experienced. Oof. The first one that I experienced was that you have to be good at math to do budgeting. I am someone who is not a math person. I love reading and writing. So all throughout school, I have just always thought I'm not a math person. So I've never really took the time to start budgeting. And so in my early twenties, I made a lot of mistakes because I didn't take the time to actually form a budget plan. And as I've grown, I've learned that all budgeting is, is really effective planning. It's not a math thing. It doesn't have to be this overwhelming, daunting thing. It really is just all about effective planning. So that was a very common misconception for me personally as a teenager. And then in my early twenties, I just thought you had to be good at math to do budgeting. Yeah, that's that's very common. And it's something that I hear a lot for me personally, when it came to just misconceptions, it was that budgeting is is hard. And there's I felt like I was being told there was just one way to budget this one way yep. to budget. And if you didn't budget that way, if you didn't run your budget that way, then you wouldn't be good at budgeting. And anyway, it was hard and it was a punishment. And there were just all this negative thoughts and words about the idea of budgeting. And I realized over time that it was really just me being the boss of my money and me finding the approach that worked best for me and that it's okay for my budgeting approach to evolve or change as my life changes. Like I was, you know, a college student, then I became a working class lady, then I became yeah. a mom, a wife, and then I started a business. There's like so many things that happens as life happens that require you to adjust financially. And so like budgeting doesn't have to be rigid and it shouldn't be rigid. And so those are some of the misconceptions that I experienced as well, I heard. And I'm sure a lot of people watching or listening can relate to that as well. So talking about effective budgeting, I'd yeah. love for you to share what your favorite budgeting method is. I would definitely say my favorite budgeting method is putting pen to paper, which makes sense why I work for a paper planner brand. But I personally love putting pen to paper. 
I just like being able to visibly see what my goals are and what's going on, but I also do use digital tools as well. So I use online banking. I do have Excel spreadsheets. So I do like kind of using both of them in tandem. I don't think it has to be just one way or the, or the other. You really can use both simultaneously. Yeah, I agree. Um, I also, I would say that that's what you do as a hybrid of budgeting. And I do the same yeah. thing. Uh, I'm a spreadsheet girl. And I also love using the notes app on my phone. Yes. So my spreadsheet lives on my computer and maybe I can access it on my, access it on the, on my phone, access the cloud where my budget lives on my spreadsheet from my phone. But sometimes not being able to see that big picture, like the totally. full view on the screen can be annoying. So I use, I leverage the budget, the notes app on my phone for a short term, my short term notes about my budget. But when I was younger, I used to use the apps. Uh, but as I got older, my patience kind of got a little shorter in the sense that sometimes because my financial situation is very different from when it was just me, myself and I, sometimes mm -hmm. the app, the apps have uh, trouble connecting to different banks or like reconciling things. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I like my spreadsheet. I like my, my phone yes. notes app. And then occasionally I'll do the pen and paper and even bring out my calculator and just sit yeah. down yes. and go over everything like once a month or, or when I really need to adjust certain expenses or categories in my budget. So Going back to what I said earlier, when it comes to budgeting, there's no one right way. Um, the right way to budget is the way that works for you. And it's okay to have a hybrid, which is what yes. both of us are doing, right? Where we have, yeah. we're leveraging different ways to budget to create our holistic budgets for ourselves. And so when you do it like that and you make it work for your lifestyle and leverage your budget as your plan for your money, it's not hard. And you realize that if you're patient with yourself, you don't need to know all the math. There's yep. calculators, there's apps that yes, yes. can have formulas, yes. right? So yeah, yeah so that, that's the way I budget with the spreadsheet and then with the notes. I and then I was that. going to add that, um, because a lot of people ask about budgeting methods. Do you use any of like the 50, 30, 20 or percentage-based method or um, mm -hmm. category breakout? How do you structure your budget? Oof. Um like you had said before, it has really changed based off of what season of life I'm in. So I was a teacher before I joined this company working here. So my budget looked very different as a teacher. Um, my salary was very different com compared to what it is now. So I would say that I've gone through different seasons of how I budget. And I know that we're going to talk through this a little bit later on, but I had really struggled with credit card debt in my early 20s and spending far above my means while I was a teacher. So I really didn't have a budgeting plan. And that was the issue was I didn't have a system in place. I was paying rent. I was paying off student loans and then credit card debt as well. And I really didn't have a 50, 30, 20 rule. I had no plan in place. And that created a really challenging snowball effect in and throughout my 20s. But now in my 30s, having that debt all paid off, which is very exciting, I definitely have to look at budgeting in a much different way now because I do not have a partner or a spouse. I don't have kids. So I handle all of my finances on my own. But I've really chosen to see that as a really empowering and beautiful thing. And I'm very blessed and grateful to be able to be financially independent all on my own. So I've really had to 
be intentional about how I budget and how I look at things and what I'm making and what's mm -hmm. going out. So for me personally, because I do live in Southern California, my rent is very expensive. So unfortunately, my rent doesn't fall within the 50% of what I make. It's actually more like 65%. But because of that, I've had to stop doing things like going out and getting coffee every day and spending five to $7 a day on coffee. So there's little tweaks that I've had to make in my daily spending habits to allow for me to live alone without roommates. So I actually really love to track my daily spending. I just take five minutes each day, write out everything that I spent for that day. And over the past few years, I've really been able to see what my financial habits are and what seasons of life or seasons of the year I tend to spend more money with birthdays, weddings, gifts, all of those things. I've really been able to pick up those patterns and adjust my budget from there. So I would say I'm much more organized now than I was in my 20s. And I love that you you said that. So you're using a percentage-based method to budget. And I love that you talked about how your budget doesn't fit into that very no. popular structure of the 50-30-20. And that's okay, right? I like to tell people that that 50-30-20, which is 50 to your needs, yes, 30 to yes. your wants, and 20 to savings, that that structure is a baseline, right? Because some people may be living in really expensive cities. Like, for example, you're in California, there's New York, there's there's all kinds of in-betweens, right? High cost of living. And so you look, look at it as a baseline. And so your rent doesn't fit into the 50, which is nope. a need, housing is a need, but then you've modified the budget according and so there's yes. the 70 20 10 there's a 60 30 60 30 10 there's so many different ways yes. that you can yes it, but it's all about creating the percentage structure that works for you and mm -hmm. i used to be very percentage focused in the past because i have more time again it was just me i was focused on saving and investing i didn't have to worry about anybody else's problems but my own <laughs> totally and then as i became a mom and started a business and home and life and all of that, I realized yeah. that my budget was becoming a burden and I started to hate budgeting. And so I had to readjust it and pause it and think, okay, how can I make my budget something that I enjoy doing, right? How can I adjust it? Which we mentioned earlier is perfectly fine for you to adjust your budget. And I was like, you know what? Yeah. In this season of my life, the reverse budgeting method works best for me, which is essentially where I make sure that all my bills are paid, right? Yeah. Including paying myself, so my savings and then everything else it is what it is. Like, <laughs> I know we're spending this amount yeah. of groceries, we're spending this amount of water yeah. bill, the electric bill, this amount for kids activities. I know, I know those fixed amounts that I need to spend right. or I plan for any upcoming, upcoming amounts for the next month. But then whatever I have left over, literally once I've saved and invested, I'm not killing myself about it. I don't, I'm not budgeting down to zero, which mm -hmm. is another budgeting method. But in this season yeah. of my life, I just need to be able to just pay the bills. And then you sit in my account, we'll figure it out later. And that works for me right now. Yeah, and there's um, such freedom with that. Yes, so with that. Yeah. it's okay for Love your budget it. to evolve. You might be in a situation where, like you mentioned in the past, you were paying off your credit card. You may mm -hmm. need to budget down to the $0, where if you have yes. a few dollars extra, you push it directly to your yep. debt. Or you may yep. be trying to save for a wedding, for a baby, to buy a new yeah. house, for life. You may want to budget down to 0 so that if you just have any spare cash anywhere, you've cut out some coffees which you don't have to you need to <laughs> totally live your best life right yep yep <laughs> you can budget and live your best yes. life but you've made all these adjustments you budget down to zero so you can see what's left over and quickly give that money work to do for you so yes. it's all about that I love that you brought that up it's all about just creating a plan that works for you so Michaela I'd love for you to share do you have any like 
like what would you tell somebody or what would you tell your younger self who was just about to start budgeting um for someone who's feeling intimidated or scared about budgeting what would you tell them to to do to get over that hang up Ooh, the number one thing i would say is just sit down and actually look at how much money do i have coming in and how much money is going out so if it seems overwhelming to do that for a month just start with okay in a week, how much money do I have going out? That was what I had to do in my early 20s when I was 23 and $60,000 into credit card debt. I had to just look at, okay, what are my actual spending habits? How much money do I have coming in? And just understanding what that landscape looked like was really helpful because it allowed for me to have the knowledge and knowledge is power to be able to then create a plan of, okay, I make this much money each month. I know I have this much in terms of expenses, rent, all of that. How much money do I have left over to put towards this credit card debt? And it was interesting because in my twenties, I didn't budget at all. But then once I did, I was like, okay, even though that $60,000 number really scared me and was very daunting, it allowed for me to actually have an action plan and to understand, okay, it's only going to take me this much each month and I'm going to get there. So that would be my piece of advice for getting started is just writing out what's coming in, what's going out, doing it for a week or a month. That's where I would start. So essentially keeping it as simple as possible. Yes. And yes. I would say that for, for someone who's, cause I have this conversation very often, like, you know, I'm about to start budgeting. It's so hard. I hate it. It's punishment. The math is hard, just that, or yes. the other. And I always tell people that it's important that when you start budgeting, that you, you be intentional about adjusting your mindset about what you think about budgeting. And yeah. the first thing I always tell people is you don't have to call it a budget. There's no rule in the world that says that you have to call this thing a budget, yeah. right? That's the generic yes. thing. You can call it Bola's plan to an amazing life. You can call it, well, your name plan. Yes, yes. I'm so fabulous, my money plan. You can name it whatever you want to name it so that when you look at that spreadsheet, when you look at that uh, budget planner, when you look at however it is, you open that app and you see the name that you've given your budget, you're happy because it's like, it's tied to an intention. It's tied to a goal. It's tied to something that is truly meaningful to you. So get yeah. rid of the name budget. If that gives you like, if there's just so much negative that. vibes to that. And I also tell people that remember, like your budget is a tool. It's not working against you. It's working for you. Yes. And you are the boss. You are the CEO of this company of your life. Right. And you're telling your dollars, which are your employees, what to do to make your company successful so that you can achieve the goals you have, like whatever your goals are. And then the other thing I tell people is that when it comes to budgeting, you want to budget according to your values according to the type of life you want to live and not what other people are expecting That's from right. you so you don't need to have the expensive mortgage you don't need to have the expensive car no unless that is a goal of having that car of having that house that you choose to have for yourself you don't need to budget so you can have fancy vacations to post on instagram <laughs> maybe yeah. you just like going to i don't know the the local beach in your town yes. you know you just structure your budget for yourself not yes. for other people and that's the advice i like to give other and people who are getting started and I, like you said start simple 
look at what's go coming in and look at what's going out and just use that as your baseline and then give yeah. yourself time right because yes. when you start budgeting you're gonna make mistakes there's many times i go over budgeting and i'm a finance <laughs> financial expert i've written four books on money right yeah and people who watch the clever finance youtube channel or listen to the podcast you know that my grocery bill listen I've tried so many hacks to make myself successful with that grocery budget. <laughs> now I'm shopping online and paying delivery fees so I don't go to the grocery store and lose my mind and blow my budget. So it's all about giving yourself that grace to reflect, yeah. adjust, make changes, find what works for you. Like I'm now doing the online shopping versus being that girl in the in the grocery store that has the two carts tied together with a belt. I'm like, oh my God, what else do I need? That's amazing. I love it. My that. budget was only $25 to be here. <laughs> I came to get two things, but now I have 65. Yeah. So it's all about reflecting and finding ways to improve and to adjust and then finding a method that works for you. So yeah. Michaela, we just launched the Erin Condon and Clever Finance Budget Planner. So yeah, exciting. Yeah. It comes out today, October 3rd. And in your opinion, what are the most significant benefits of using a physical budget planner like this, as opposed to, let's say, an app or a digital tool? Ooh, well, first off, I'm very excited about this collaboration, especially to do it with a budgeting expert like yourself, Bola. We are so grateful and excited to have you really woven throughout these pages. But in terms of why I think it's helpful to use a physical budgeting planner is it really allows for you to kind of have this, have this reminder and to have this proof of all of your budgeting goals from that given year. It also allows for you to track the setbacks you had, the accomplishments you had made. And it really is this record and scrapbook in a way of what your year looked like budgeting wise. And it can really be helpful too, in terms of looking at, did I pay that bill? Did I pay that medical bill last year? Because now they're trying to charge me again. It's just nice to be able to have a quick reference point in a physical form. And also when you're using pen and paper, you, you can use your favorite pens, your favorite markers. There's actually stickers in the back. So you can really make budgeting, in my opinion, a lot more fun and colorful and vibrant when you use a paper product versus a digital screen. So that's just my personal take on it. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, like I mentioned, I use a spreadsheet. I use my notes app and I also budget on paper. I haven't written my budget book yet, but I'm going to, I already started adding there's tabs in it that separate the different sections. Yeah. I also started adding my own little tabs as well for my mental <gasps> things I want to do. And the reason why I'm an advocate for having like something physical that you can you can work in is is that you get to see it in your own handwriting. You get to, and it makes it more real. So I'm also big on journaling. And there's space in this. One of the features that I that I wanted to really make sure got in here was to have a section for notes where you could just write down your yes. thoughts each month. And there's space for that in this. And when I've tried journaling in an app or on a computer, like in a, a text document, like a Google yeah. Sheet word or word document it just doesn't feel like me it's I come yes. back and I'm like oh those are just words tapped by somebody well whereas when I write with my handwriting this it's is me on that paper at the, like it's there's more Love of that. a personal connection and more of like a self-accountability because I see it in my own hand I use this hand well I'm left yes. I use this hand <laughs> 
letter yes, right on yes. this paper on this date and I use this color uh -huh. pen Bola, this was you who made these promises who said yes. these goals who did this reflection so I think there's just some magic about seeing things in your hand in your handwriting um, I agree and, and my handwriting is not pretty by the way in case you're wondering you don't need pretty handwriting to use no the no <laughs> my handwriting is I am the only person who can read it and that's okay <laughs> But it's just the idea of being able to see that I wrote this down. This is me. This is me on these pages. Um, that yes. to me is most beneficial. So if you haven't considered a physical planner, you definitely should. And it doesn't have to be your sole one. Because a lot of people are like, oh, what if I lose it? Or you can use this as a hybrid. We talked about hybrids earlier. Totally. You can use your app and use your, your planner. You can use your spreadsheet, use your notes app and use your planner like what I do. So yes. again, there's there's no like hard rule set in stone about how you should budget. You want to plan it in a way that accommodates your lifestyle. And so I wanted to ask you, what are your favorite sections in this? <gasps> <laughs> and I'll okay, share mine. <laughs> my favorite sections are, well, there's these clever girl tips that are sprinkled throughout the planner. Mm -hmm. So for me, as I was starting to look at this, I was like, wow, this really does feel like you almost have your own financial advisor sitting right there with you as you're budgeting. So for me, I find these extremely helpful. And I also love that there's a lot more than just budgeting within these pages. There's there's space for monthly gratitude. What are you grateful for? What are you proud of that, that you had accomplished? It really does weave in a lot of parts of your life that do affect your budget and your finance goals. So I just really like that this kind of factors all of those things in, but I would say the clever girl tips are my personal favorite. Yes. And uh, I definitely agree with you. And I'm just opening my favorite pages here so I can share them. But I definitely have to say that just, it sounds a little cliche, but the whole planner, <laughs> and this is because it was very much on our end, a collaborative effort with team Clever Girl Finance, where everybody's thoughts on, on the Clever Girl Finance team is in this book. So it's a bunch of different perspectives on budgeting. So Yasmir, yes. Esther, Carly, um, the whole team contributed in one way or the other to this planner. And we, I remember the very early stages where we had, we first met with the Erin Condren team and then we met internally where we just sat down and we just brainstormed a whole list of things that we thought would be great to include from all the different ways that we budget. So Yes. That, the whole book is my is my is my favorite thing because you can just customize it based on how you budget because that's how we set it up. And then I love the stickers. Listen, yes, and a clever girl finance the heroes. These are our four heroes that you see everywhere. You get one of those also, and these are just really beautiful stickers. Uh, and then the other part that I really like that is also something that I talk about often when you are setting up your financial strategy is being able to be aware of your big picture. And there's this section at the beginning of the planner where you set up your big picture. These are all the things that you want to accomplish, where you currently stand, where you're trying to get to. And then that's the first starting point in the planner. And then you progress through it and you're always referencing back with your monthly check-ins to your big picture so that you can kind of keep yourself accountable. You can have that self-reflection and as you mentioned there's room there to talk about what you did well what you didn't do well where yeah. where the room for growth is and when it comes to spending there are spending journals in here so like you have yes. pages where you can write down your spending you have pages where you can write down your debt your investments and so this whole planner 
Listen, <laughs> just so intentional. And your team did such a beautiful job of really being so intentional with why you included certain things within the planner in certain places. And when you first open up this budget planner, you have the intro page, but then there's this incredible two page spread that talks about how to actually use this planner. So if you're overwhelmed and you're like, oh gosh, where do I start? Your team literally wrote it out and laid out everything here. And you also gave even more tips on how to actually use a budget planner. It's all within these beautiful pages. So I'm really grateful for all of the time and the intention your team put behind all of the stuff that is in this planner. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I want us to get real though, right? Because yes. there's many times that people purchase planners, yep. download the apps, get the spreadsheet, and then they find it challenging to stick to the budget, right? So we've yeah. said all these amazing things of how amazing our planner <laughs> is, because it is. But, you know, someone will say, you know what, I bought a planner in the past. I have done the app in the past. In the past, I've done the spreadsheet. I couldn't stick to my budget. What advice do you have for someone on how they can basically stick to their financial goals? It's a great question. And budget, right? Yes. When they're like, oh, I bought this planner. I, 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 I'm not following up with it. Like what advice would you give that person? I really do love this question because it's because it's relatable. And it's one of those things where life gets in the way. It won't always be perfect. You won't always be able to stick to your budgeting plan a hundred percent. But what I personally do and what helps me is I just take five minutes at the end of each night. I actually keep my budget planner next to my bed. I know that might seem weird, but I just keep it inside my drawer and I do my daily gratitude at night. What are just three things that I'm really grateful for? So I write that down really quick. And then I take this out. I pull my phone out, look to see what did I spend that day? And I just write it down. So for me, it's taking five minutes a day. I write out what I spent that day. And then at the end of each month, I will just recap. And there's pages for that within here. I'll just recap what did I do well this month? What were expenses that I didn't expect to come up? So just, I would say spending five minutes each day. And then at the beginning and end of each month, spending 30 minutes max, it doesn't take a inordinate amount of time. It's just a little bit of time each day can help you to stick to your plans and your goals. I agree with you. And once you do that frequent check-in, it's it's not a burden because it's just a quick check-in because you're doing yep. it often enough. Um, I'm that girl that thrives on reminders. I annoy myself on yes. my phone with the time to go to school reminder, with read your Bible reminder, with workout reminder, and check on your money reminder. And so I have a reminder on my phone specifically for my finances that goes off at a certain time every day. And it also goes off multiple times in case I decide to hit snooze. <laughs> And not check my money that. and not work out and not read my Bible. <laughs> and so I'm constantly being reminded with technology that girl, listen, you need to go and check your budget. And so that's one thing you can do. Set the reminders on your phone. It's so easy to do and set it as a recurring reminder every day, five minutes in your budget or once a week. 15 minutes, update your budget or just do yeah. the reflection and then set a monthly reminder for that monthly check-in to just see how you're doing with, with your budget. So having those reminders and you put it right by your bed, yeah. <laughs> that's yes. great. You know, <laughs> what you do, I used to do that. Well, I still do that actually with my workout clothes. So 
when I want to work out in the morning, in the morning, I will put my yes. workout clothes by the bed and the weights and the shoes so that when I get out of bed and I try to walk away, I stumble. Yep. Yep. What did I stumble on? <laughs> it was your workout clothes, Bola, because you need to work out. Yes. So you can do that too. Totally. Totally. And then I wanted to ask you before we wrap up this part of the podcast, what what you what would you recommend is the first place someone to start with when they pick up one of these planners? I would say starting with that big picture is really helpful. That is, I think, the best place to start because it really allows for you to map out what your why is. Why did you buy this budget planner? Why are you wanting to create this plan? And there will be different whys for different seasons of your life. So just know that even though you might have written down something initially, know that it's okay if it changes and if it evolves over that calendar year. So I would say that big picture in this budget planner is where I would personally start. And then each month there, there is enough space to actually budget for all 12 months of the year in here. So there's a monthly overview of all of your different bills, expenses, sinking funds, all of those things. It's all within here for each month as well. So I would say start with the big picture and then you go a little bit more granular with monthly, weekly, daily spending habits. So yeah, I I agree with you. I definitely agree. So this is the big picture page where you lay out like your goals, your debt, your investments, Mm -hmm. your savings, and then you lay out your financial goals. I would definitely start here as well. And then I would also say that once you fill that out, then you just want to flip over to the prior page and just, or, you know, bookmark this page and reference it. These are the tips to make the most of your planner uh, because this will help you kind of stay on track, especially when you are struggling with, okay, what do I do next? Where do I start? That will definitely be helpful. So this was part one of our discussion where we talked about, you know, budgeting, getting started with budgeting, your our experiences with budgeting. Um, we're going to be recording a part two, which is going to be released a few, a couple of weeks after this one. And we're going to talk about recovering from budgeting and financial challenges and how to get back on track. But before I let you go, and you had mentioned like your credit card debt, so we're going to talk about that yes, in, the yep. next, in the upcoming episode. Yep record shortly but before I let you go please tell everyone what is your clever girl superpower my clever girl superpower is positivity and I know that sounds really cliche and really lame but I truly think that positivity is my superpower because I have gone through some difficult and hard seasons in my life but I always see the glasses half full and see the light at the end of the metaphorical tunnel. So I would say that positivity is my superpower. And that's been really helpful with my budgeting setbacks and hardships that I've gone through and that I've put myself in those situations of having that positive mindset has really done me a lot of good in my financial landscape of life. Mm -hmm. I love that. And I think that's such a, a great superpower to have. I actually just had a conversation with my son this morning on the, in the car to school, because he was talking about how they were having a test and how he was, he didn't think he was going to do well. And I was like, you haven't had the test. You have to think positively. You have to think about your glass half full and reflect on yes. what you have done to prepare for this test. You studied, you reviewed. So why do you think you're not going to do well? You want to adjust the way you're thinking. So that is definitely a, a superpower because, uh, and a good one to have and work on nurturing because yes. once you think positively about things, you avoid getting stuck in that rut. 
and just going down the rabbit hole of all the negative thoughts because negative thoughts compound on each other. Yes. As opposed to thinking negatively, you get the opportunity by thinking positively to think about what opportunities can I leverage? How can I do things better? How can I get past the situation? So I love that. I love that superpower. And then uh, finally, please tell everyone where they can get a copy of our amazing new <gasps> planner and how much it costs. So you can find it on our website, or we also have two retail store locations as well. We have one in Irvine, California at the Irvine Spectrum, and we have one in Austin, Texas in the Domain Shopping Center. So you can pick it up at one of our two physical retail locations or online at erincondren.com. Yes, and it's available starting today. October 3rd online and in those physical stores that you mentioned. So stop by erincontron.com and pick up your copy. It's going to make a great holiday gift, a great gift yeah. for yourself, uh, especially as we are approaching the new year. So yes. Okay. So you've caught this first podcast episode. There's another one we're going to be recording shortly. It's coming out in a couple of weeks and we're going to be talking about recovering from budgeting and financial setbacks. So stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michaela. Thank you so much, Bola. I really appreciate it. It was wonderful talking to you.